Shabbos Dav Kufi Gimel. Today's email comes to us from Dr. Alan Rabinowitz, who's on a flight to Eretz Yisrael, steiging away doing the daf. Very impressed with people that are learning while they're traveling, and he says he can't wait to get to our base medrash after 14 days of quarantine. Brand new Mishnah. It says that if a person needs to tie his pail to draw water, he should use a belt, and he should not use a rope. We have to make it zero, even if it's a rope for a, for a weaver. That the weaver will come and retrieve his robe, and we're not concerned of Keshe Shukayama. We still have to be concerned. Rabbi Yudha says, don't be concerned, don't make Xera. We could differentiate between a rope of a weaver and that of non weaver. And Rabbi Yudha is Mechulga and Remeir in the other mission. Rabbi Yudha says, if you can undo a tie with one, a knot with one hand, that's not a, a knot that's Shukayama. Rabbi Yudha says, no, it's dependent whether it's indefinite or not. If it's there for the, for the long run, then it's a Keshe Shukayama. It says in the Braisa that if the rope for the pail snapped, it's also to make a knot. You can make a naniva, you can make a slip knot. Rebutha says, no, a slip knot is considered a regular knot, and that is usr. So what do you do? You use a belt and tie the two things together without a knot. Rav says that you could tie a cow to the trough with a rope meant for the weavers. And we're not concerned that he might undo one knot versus two. He'll take it back. A regular rope, you can only tie one knot. If it's already tied to the cow, you can tie it to the trough. If it's tied to the trough, you can tie it to the cow, but only one knot, not both, because you might leave one of them in forever. Going back to the loom, according to Shmuel, you're allowed to carry any part of the loom on Shabbos if you need it for Tzorich, even the Kaivet Elyon Kaivet Tachnin, which are the heavy beams on the top and the bottom that you wrap the garment around. According to Rabbi Huda, he wasn't so sure. They asked him, and he said yes, he said no, he wasn't sure. But Rabbi Yudha Loi Levi says, it's usr. Why? To carry those heavy beams? To carry other stuff, but not the heavy beams, because even during the weekday, they're not meant to be carried around. The two beams that are on the side of the loom, of the woman's loom, the vertical loom, that are meant to be going to the ground, usr to take out on Shabbos, because when you take them out, you'll expose a hole. Now, to expose a hole on Shabbos is not a problem, because the hole was there already beforehand. <clears throat> and we see that Allah, when it comes to vegetables, if you have a vegetable in the ground that you put in when it was whole, and you're able to grab the vegetable without touching the ground, mother to pull the vegetable out. The concern is, since it's in your house, you might cover up the hole, and that's also because of Baina. New Mishnah. You're allowed to fold clothing on Shabbos, if it's for Shabbos, and there are five conditions. By folding the clothing, you'll be taking out creases. But if it's for that Shabbos, it's mother to do it over and over. The five different conditions are, that you, it must be a brand new, it has to be new clothing, not older clothing, because that'll be too creasy. Only white clothing, not colored clothing, because again, too many creases. Provided you don't have another set of clothing, and you do it by yourself, not with your friend, because your friend and yourself will take out more creases, and it has to be for that Shabbos, as we mentioned. You're allowed to make your bed on Shabbos, if you're going to use it that Shabbos. But you're not allowed to make your bed on Shabbos for after Shabbos. And the next step, we're going to see more about the halachas from Shabbos, Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur to Shabbos. If you don't have another set of clothing for Shabbos, you only have weekday clothing, you should undo your weekday clothing, make them longer like the wealthy people do, and it doesn't constitute gaiva because everybody understands you're doing it, covered Shabbos. The beautiful puzzle from Navi that a lot of people say before Kiddush, we learn from the puzzle, that everything you do on Shabbos must be different than the weekday. So, even your clothing has to be unique and special for Shabbos. Masoiz your walk should look different. The Gemara says you shouldn't take wide steps more than an amma wide. Now, a wide step is also during the weekday as well because it takes one five hundredth of your eyesight. And when you make 
Kiddush Friday night, drinking the wine, gives your eyesight back. Some people say you put the wine in your eyes, according to some of China. Nevertheless, if you have a really good reason to do so, you do so in the weekday, but not on Shabbos. According to Rav Huna, if you have a puddle in front of you, if you could leave one foot on one side and get to the other side without jumping, that's okay. Says Rava, what should he do? Go around the puddle, you're creating more Tirchan Shabbos. Go into the puddle, <coughs> it might wet your clothing, and you'll do Shita, Libon, that's awesome. Jump over the puddle is preferable. Continue with the Pasuk, to do things for L'shem Shomayim, for a mitzvah, like Shiduchim, or discuss how much Zedakah you're going to give, that's allowed on Shabbos, but not business. <coughs> Your talking on Shabbos should be different than the talk during the weekday. And Tyson points out of Yerushalmi that you should lessen the amount of words that you say. Like Rav Shem told his mother, Shabbos, and she was quiet. Nevertheless, you let her think about business in your mind. Gemara tells us that dirt is very unhealthy. This is Xeris Since our forefathers died in Galus and we don't know where they were buried, we also, some people say, all the Shkotsim and Muslim from the Mabel are all over Babel. Therefore, you shouldn't eat the dirt. Yet, the problem is that everything became disintegrated. It's not there. Nevertheless, there's a takonis hachamim since it's unhealthy, like somebody once ate clay, and then he ate cress, and the cress grew in his stomach to the point that it hit his heart, and it killed him. Naomi tells Rus, we're going to go into a bunch of psukim about Rus. She tells Rus, bathe yourself, anoint yourself, and then put on your clothing. Obviously she has to put clothing on. What she meant to say is, put on your big day Shabbos before you meet Bayat. The Gemara says, referring to Rus and Shmuel. They were told things, they did exactly what they were told, but with a slight variation. Rus listened to everything that Nami said, but in a different order. She didn't bathe and then go down to the garden. She went down to the garden, to the, to the field, and only afterwards she bathed. She didn't want people to think that she was a Zayna. Shmuel and Nami heard voices. He thought it was Eli. He went to Eli and said, are you calling me? Eli realized after a couple of times that it was a Baruch Hu and a Nevuah. So he told Shmuel, lay down in bed, and when you hear a Baruch Hu calling your name, Say, Daber Hashem. Shmuel changed it. He said, Daber. He didn't want to say Hashem's name just in case it was in vain. Boya says, Lemia Nairo. Does Boya look at women? And the answer is that Boya's noticed that she knew these halachas. She was very smart. When she was picking up the grain off the floor, she was only picking up ones that were two, not three, like the halacha says. Or he saw that she was a tsunua. When she was picking the ones that were upright, she stood up. But when she was picking the ones that were laying down, she sat down on the floor not to expose her feet. When he noticed that Arpa left and Rus stuck around and she was Davak in Nami, then he realized that she's becoming a Gyarus for the real reasons and therefore he was able to marry her. Bayas said to her, Goishi Halayim, which is a very rare word. And he was Miramis to her, just like David Amelech said the word Halayim, that you will have descendants, David and Shleiman, etc. But Tavat Pidach Bachoymetz, you should dunk your bread into vinegar. He was hinting that you'll have descendants that Rushaim, like Menasha, who was who caused the Churban Abayas. He put her on the other side of the table, the Kaitrim were in between them, to say that eventually Machaz David is going to split. David Amelch accumulated wealth, Shlom Amelch had enough, and Chizkiah had too much. Some say it was Rebbe who had too much. In other words, he was so wealthy, Rebbe, that even his stableman had more wealth then the king, Sancheirev, the Gemara said, the, the Torah tells us that Sancheirev's 180,000 soldiers died. They were consumed by fire. Machlegis, whether they were consumed, their body was consumed by fire, and their clothing remained as is, 
or it means that the neshama was consumed. Machlaikis had to learn exactly that their body was consumed. Have a wonderful day.